What is going on, everybody? What is up? It's been a while. Took some time off. Wanted to, how should I say, in this new year, redesign, clarify, and reinvent myself. And in today's episode, the reinvention shall take place as I give you my thoughts on Super Bowl 53 that will take place in Atlanta. Two teams vying for this championship are the New England Patriots and the Los Angeles Rams. Now I can sit here and break down all the positions, players, things of that nature. And I'll do a little bit of that, but I don't want to make that my focus. Because I know you could get all that from all the other extemporaneous outlets. But you come here to get this energy. To get the huddle. To get that raw information. But before I give you all that, I want to tell you, for me, how I look at this Super Bowl 53. I look at it like this. Bill Belichick and Tom Brady are like the Emperor and Darth Vader. And I say that in that not that many people like the Patriots, unless you're a Patriot fan, and not that many people want to see them win because they're in the Super Bowl, it feels like, every other year, if not every year. And Sean McVay, the head coach of the Rams, and Jared Goff, the quarterback of the Rams, they're kind of like Obi-Wan Kenobi, and Luke Skywalker. Let me explain. Well, Bill Belichick, there's so many records that could be made in this Super Bowl. Bill Belichick, if he wins this Super Bowl, will be the oldest coach at 66, and Tom Brady will be the oldest quarterback at 41 to win the Super Bowl. And then when you look at Sean McVay, him being 33 years old, would be the youngest coach to win the Super Bowl. 33 years old. How is he a head coach at 33 years old? At 33 years old, what were you doing? Now, you know when they sit there and you read these positive quotes, you watch these positive videos on YouTube, and they say, when everybody is out partying, you should be grinding. When everybody's out getting girls, you should be in there studying and working on your craft. Maybe that's what he was doing. Because at 33... You look, most coaches are looking at just being assisted. He's the top dog. But he, but if he wins, he would be the youngest coach. And he is kind of like the Obi-Wan Kenobi. He's not as old and as wise, but he's younger than the Emperor. And Luke Skywalker's like Jared Goff were highly talented, highly skilled. But maybe we need to see Yoda. I don't know who Yoda's going to be. But uh, Jared Goff is that dude. But he's going up against Darth Vader, man. You know? And, 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 and that's how I see it. This is going to be a Super Bowl that is going to be the ultimate chess match for all the diehard, the nerds, the guys who look for the game within the game, the guys who say he moved to the left to set this play up later on down the road. This is that game for you. When you look at the Patriots, I mean, not the Patriots, you look at the Rams, McVay runs so many actions off of it feels like one or two plays where it feels like it's always that handoff to Todd Gurley 
or it's the bootleg rollout, or it's the jet sweep to the wide receiver, or it's the rollout with the tight end, and you're really just either going to drop it off to the tight end, or it's all of that, but it's not a full rollout. It's a half rollout, so he can really get depth to really go deep with it, and it's all dressed in the same way. When you watch this game, what I want you guys to pay attention for is the route concepts that the Rams are going to present to the New England Patriots. There's always going to be a guy within five yards. There's always going to be a guy around 10 to 15 yards. And there's always going to be a guy that's down for the jugular. He's that guy 20 yards down the field. And Jared Goff, all he has to do is figure out which guy do I need to pass it to and don't mess it up. But on the other hand, you look at the Patriots, and I mean, you don't know what they're going to do drive to drive, play to play. I mean, are they going to come out three tight ends and just pound it? Are they going to come out five wide and just sling it? Are they going to come out three wide and just, you don't know if they're going to run it, play action or pass it? I mean, with the Patriots, you just never know. I mean, there are some interesting players in this game that I want to talk about briefly. But let's talk about the the Patriots. One thing about the Patriots that I feel that they have a decided advantage of in this game is the experience. The Patriots have 38 players on their current roster that will be participating in the Super Bowl with Super Bowl experience as compared to only four on the Rams. Now, I know people sit there and say, when I experience is the best teacher, and you sit there and say, why do I need to go through experience? I could just learn it just by doing it if I'm prepared. Experience doesn't win you football games. What experience does is it teaches you how to prepare, what to look for when you're in the game, and how to manage yourself, not to get too high, not to get too low. And you know what to expect. It's kind of like when you're going to your new job on the first day and you're figuring out which is the quickest route to get there. But I bet you eight months down the road, you might leave five minutes later than you did on day one, but you know how long it's going to take you to get there. That's what experience is. Where with the Rams, these guys, what if they come out jittery and nervous? You saw how Pat Mahomes played against the Patriots in the first half. It wasn't until the second half where he settled down and he was really able to sling it. With these guys on the Patriots, I mean, they've gone and won Super Bowls, lost Super Bowls, been in overtime in Super Bowls. They've been in every scenario where you can't beat the Patriots. You have to kill them because they will not go away. That's how confident they are. I mean, look at Bill Belichick. Whenever he talks about football, he talks about the most simple things. Everybody doing your job, stopping the run, protecting the quarterback, being special on special teams, making your tackles, running the right routes, doing your job. And you sit there and say, there has to be more to it. And there probably is, but maybe it's the paying attention to the little things, crossing your T's, dotting the I's. Those are the things that separate you from being a champion to we was right there. I mean, Bill Belichick, for all you could say and all the negative that you could say, this guy is great at finding players that fit his system. 
And I know a lot of the Eagles last year had things to say. Well, hey, I don't want to play with the Patriots because they make you feel like a robot. If Bill Belichick says, look, do this, do that, and do this, I don't need you to talk back to me. Just do what I'm telling you to do. But you're going to win the Super Bowl ring? I'll sign up for that. I mean, Bill Belichick, what I love about him is that he'll give anybody an opportunity if you're willing to be coached up, you have talent, and you're willing to work hard. Unfortunately, Josh Gordon isn't playing in the Super Bowl, but he was given a chance after being suspended for over a year. And this year, he seemed to have some issues to where he's had to lead the team to work on those issues to become the best version of himself. But the the, the, the Patriots, they took a flyer on him. A couple years ago, they drafted a guy, Jamie Collins, who his senior year in college did not win a college football game. Came into the NFL a couple years later, developed it to being one of the best linebackers in the NFL, wanted to get paid, and he, he left. Greg, where are you going with this? We're not talking about the Super Bowl. I want to talk about J.C. Jackson, number 27, an undrafted starter for the New England Patriots. Right? Now, Bill Belichick's mantra is to draft players or get players that are smart, tough, and like football. One of the things that he likes to do is drafting low so you're getting players that are real egoless and they don't have that, I got drafted in the first round, I'm getting $10 million. No, he drafts players low so they know, A, I'll, I'll, I'll pay for whatever it is that you're giving me and I'll do whatever it is that you need me to do. And no matter who you are, the Pats always nip it in the bud early if you provide a problem. Thus forth, Mr. J.C. Jackson. From Florida, the state, highly touted, played at the University of Florida, got into some trouble, decided to go to a junior college. Then after the junior college, went to Maryland and was undrafted. Bill Belichick finds him, signs him off the street. And beginning of the year, really didn't get a lot of PT because he's a rookie. And now he finds himself as the nickelback starting in the Super Bowl. See, these are the type of things that people don't talk about when they talk about the Patriots, where he finds guys from, he exhausts everything to get guys that fit his system. I mean, you look at, there's no household names. Julian Edelman was a quarterback in college. Rob Gronkowski was, although the best tight end coming out of college, he was not highly touted. The McCordy twins, shout out to Nyack. They weren't really the, a household name. Belichick gets guys that fit his system. And let's not talk about Tom Brady drafted in the sixth round. But may I digress as we talk about the Rams? Rams, they can present some problems to the Patriots now. With Tlaib and Peters. If they could take away those outside receivers of the Patriots, I'm not saying that's going to shut down that offense, but what that's going to do is that's going to provide problems in that now you can identify how 
the Patriots are going to attack you. That defensive line, Damakong Su, Aaron Donald, Dante Fowler, Brockers. Guys are serious, man. Those guys are the real deal. Those guys are big time. Offensively, you have a, a, a stud running back and Todd Gurley. You have other players like Jared Goff, Everett the tight end, studly receivers, signing running backs off the off the street, rushing for over 100 yards. But can the Rams get it done? That's the thing. Because the Patriots are going to know what you're doing. They're going to be disciplined on their keys. You're not going to fool them. You have to out-execute them. And pretty much it's going to be, you need, you need to want it more than they do and willing to go that much farther than they will to win the Super Bowl. Golf, he can't come out nervous and get behind early or can't come out nervous and be scared to pull the trigger. Because Brady... Brady's ready. I bet you right now, Brady's probably sleeping in his uniform talking about how many hours till the game starts. And when you look at that Patriot defense, they got some good players too. The aforementioned McCourty twins, Gilmore, the the, the um, one defensive back, J.C. Jackson, I just talked to you about the other defensive back, Dante Hightower. I mean, you got some guys on that defense, and you got Kyle Van Noy as the middle linebacker making plays for that defense. So it's not like they're uh, devoid of talent. It's just that they're not household names, but it's more like everybody does their job. So it's not more so they have one stud. It's just a bunch of guys that you may not know but are just really good at doing what they do. Now, I believe offensively, there's going to be two X factors in this game for the Patriots. And those two X factors are going to be two running backs by the name of James White and Sonny Michel. IT Sakpase, shout out to Haiti. I think with James White and his ability to receive the ball out of the backfield as if he's a receiver. Because, I mean, when you look at uh, James White, in the playoffs thus far, he's leading the Patriots in receptions with 19. He has 146 yards, no touchdowns. But he's averaging, as a running back, 73 yards a game receiving. Yeah, I know it's two games, but still. And Julian Edelman. I mean, he has... He, I'm sorry. I, he, I'm... Julian Edelman, 247 yards, but he has 123 yards a game. And when you look at Julian Edelman, he's not the tallest, the biggest, the fastest, the speed burner. It's like he's that guy where he just doesn't drop a lot of balls, man. He just doesn't. Like, if you need 11 yards and you stick it in there, he catches it. And he just seems to have a certain type of chemistry with Brady to where it's like, wow, man. How did, like, against the Chiefs, it was like third and 11, boom. Edelman on the out. Third and eight, boom. Edelman over the middle. You just think it to yourself, yo, man, why'd they double team this guy? But how can you when you got James White? And let's not forget Gronk. 
Yeah, he's old. Yeah, he don't run no, like he did before. But you know what? Belichick has players on the field to sit there and use them to the best of their capabilities. Gronkowski's not getting the credit for it, but his run blocking and his pass blocking have been so pivotal for the Patriots this postseason. And I say, and I say that because in two games, they're in the playoffs, they're averaging 165 yards a game. Sonny Michelle, a rookie, averaging 121 yards per game. And then you got Rex Burkhead and James White coming in with 26 and 11 yards respectively. But my point is, is that, yeah, you don't see Gronkowski having those long touchdown receptions, those touchdown uh, plays occurring or receptions, although he had a big one against the Chiefs. His value and where he's really causing havoc is in the run game, is in the pass game. Brady hasn't been sacked in the playoffs. Patriots don't have the best line in the league, but A, Brady always knows where he's going with the ball. He doesn't hold on to it that fast. And B, you got a lot of guys, especially guys like Gronk, that sit there and do their job. And you talk about the Rams, and we talk about them offensively. I mean, C.J. Anderson, Todd Gurley, they've been getting busy. I mean, the pay, the Rams are averaging 175 yards in the playoffs. With C.J. Anderson getting 83.5 yards a game, Todd Gurley, 62.5. And, I mean, you look at what golf has done through the air with Brandon Cooks, Robert Woods, Josh Reynolds, Tyler Higbee, Gerald Everett. This is going to be a game that is going to be a chess match. This game is going to be a game where the team that can establish and continually run is going to be the team that wins the game. And that's unheard of nowadays because we're in a passing league. And the reason why I say that is because the effect that running has on a defense is more psychological than it is physical because, yeah, your body gets beat down in the fourth quarter. You're thinking to yourself, oh, man, I can't take it anymore. But what happens as a defense mentally is when somebody says to you, excuse me, I need to pick you up, slam you on the floor because we got somewhere to go. And that happens throughout the course of the game. And no matter what adjustment you make, you can't stop the run. It's almost like, oh, my God. Are we going to win? I mean, I'm giving it all I can, but every time I try and, and, and do something, the Patriots just move me out the way, and Sonny Michelle's just running right past me. Just the will, the heart, the desire to just compete like that, and as well as getting beat down. Both teams, both teams have vicious run attacks, but I will say this. The more talented team, talented, talented is the Rams. That defensive line that I mentioned with Aaron Donalds and Damakong Su, Dante Fowler, Brockers, those guys are the real deal. Aaron Donald, he could be the defensive player of the year. But you know what the Patriots are going to do? What's the? There are very few pass rushers 
And Aaron Dahl had 20 sacks this season, so the boy gets busy. There are very few pass rushers that are really good at stopping the run. The Patriots' strategy, run at Aaron Donald and block Ndamukong Su and Dante Fowler. I'm pretty sure that's what they're going to do to try and establish the run early in this game. So now you got these guys thinking, is it a run or a pass that are going to run up the middle to the left or to the right? And that might have that split second of indecision is going to be a big deal because Aaron Donald, what's the ball snap? He's so quick, he's in the backfield. So that naturally can provide some pass rush negation right there. You like the way I just made that word up, negation. But I think that's how you want to attack this team. You want to attack in the middle of the field. And you're going to use James White out of the backfield as a receiver. And that's going to be real dangerous for the Patriots because the one weak area of the Rams defense is that linebacking core. And that linebackers, those are the guys that usually cover the running backs. James White and Sonny Michelle, dark horse MVPs in the Super Bowl. You heard it here first, man cave huddle. But then when you look at the when you look at the Rams and how they can attack the Patriots, I mean, they have so many weapons. Like I said, they can run all day and not get tired with C.J. Anderson or Gurley. But then you don't think that last year with Brandon Cooks being on the Patriots, he spilt a couple beans about what the Patriots like to do offensively or defensively what they like to do so that could be exposed. And you got Robert Woods where he's when he's running those jet flies. Is he going to get a handoff or a run? Or is he going to actually catch this for a reception? You don't know. That's what I'm talking about when I say with McVay, he runs so many actions out of the same formation. You look at a guy, you're saying to yourself, does he have the ball or doesn't he? It's going to be very interesting. But I will say this, on the on the Rams side, if they were to win this, I think the MVP would have to be Goff. Because I know I said that you need to, the, the, the key for both teams to rush is to win. But I think golf is going to need to make plays through the air to get points. Because you're not going to be able, although the Patriots don't blow teams out in the Super Bowl, they do put up points. Points come in the pass game, but you control the flow and the tempo of the game through the run. So golf is going to need to put up some touchdowns. And he's only put up one thus far in the playoffs. So that total is going to might have to get double, double to tripled in this Super Bowl. I think it should be very entertaining. I think this is going to be a Super Bowl in which this is going to be unusual, but the Patriots might actually win by double digits. And yes, I am picking the New England Patriots to win this Super Bowl. I'm picking the Patriots to win 28-20 on the strength of I think Belichick is going to have his team ready. With their experience, I think they know what's expected of them and everybody's going to do their job. I think that a young quarterback with Jared Goff facing that New England defense and all the tricks and the traps that Belichick could set for him, I think Goff is going to have a long day. And Tom Brady, I mean, he's just a surgeon. And how about this for Tom Brady? If Tom Brady wins, he will be the oldest quarterback to have won the Super Bowl. Did you know that Tom Brady is also the youngest quarterback to win the Super Bowl? 
I mean, how, how many times could you say an athlete was the youngest and the oldest at the same damn time achieving championships? I mean, that's a testament to longevity. That's a testament to consistency. That's a testament to greatness. I know you can sit here and say they stink, they're cheaters, they're this and that, they're that and this. But the one thing that you can't call them is losers because these dudes win and they get busy. I do think this is going to be entertaining, but watch the chess match. Especially watch all the, the things that the Rams do out of one or two formations. Is that pass rush going to get to Brady? Oof, that's another big question. And that Patriot defense, what are they going to morph themselves into? Because it just feels like whatever they need to stop or become for that game is what the Patriots become, and they stop, and it wins, and it works. Mm, I can't wait. This is almost like the male Valentine's Day. It's almost like, how come the girls don't call up and say, Happy Super Bowl Sunday? Let us forget it's Valentine's Day, and we don't say Happy Valentine's Day. And when are they going to make the day after the Super Bowl like a holiday so you don't have to go to work? Because how many times is it like around 10 o'clock and you're like, oh, God, I had seven drinks. I can't even feel my toes or my fingers right now. I'm feeling real good, and I'm not going to sleep anytime soon. And then you wake up the next day, you're going to work like, oh, God, I'm not 23 anymore. What is wrong with me? I got a real job. That's what they need to do. They need to make that next day a holiday where most people can have the day off. And you could talk about the consumption of food, how much money that's spent on the Sunday. Watch how much money. You want you you want to influx into the, the uh, economic system? Make that Monday the day off. Watch how many more people will be spending money and more people will have Super Bowl parties on that. We going all night tonight, baby. We ain't got work tomorrow. But um, that's those are my thoughts on the Super Bowl. In the end, Patriots victor, 28-20. Positive quote, we've reached the end of this episode. And thank you for listening. But today's positive quote is, life's best moments usually happen unplanned. That's the truth. Because I can't tell you how many times things have happened for me in my favor. And I was like, yo, I wasn't even expecting that. But thank you. I'll say that to you guys a couple more times. Life's best moments usually happen unplanned. Life's best moments usually happen unplanned. Thank you for listening. And bye-bye, everybody.